you're listening to a podcast from Victory. The outworking of a discipled life is a spirit-empowered life. Learn more about this message in week six of our series, Make Room. When I was still lost and not yet a Christian, every time somebody would invite me to church, I would say no for three reasons. One, I have three mindsets that I have Malipo kaya hindi sa church. One is that I, I thought church is boring. So I don't want to be bored, so I don't want to go to church. Second, I thought the church is just for older people. Uh, I'm not sure if young people have a place in church. And third, I thought church is for good people. But for people like me who is, I know I'm not good, I'm not righteous, so I'm not ready for church. And praise God, God change that mindset, and uh, I was eventually invited to church, and I discovered that church is completely the opposite of what I, I was thinking. I realized church is not boring. Walang convinced now. Church is not boring. I, I thought church is boring kasi ang mindset ko po ng church is a gathering that I attend once a week. I realized Eventually, the church is beyond that. Uh, it's not just the meeting that I attend. There's more to church than just attending a service because the church is the people. It's not a building. It's not this uh, mall. It's not, kanina sabi ko, third floor, fourth floor pala tayo, ano? And then sabi ko, baka mali pa tayo sa third floor sa Toy Kingdom. Sabi, niya, sabi nila, second floor yun. So, you know, uh, but anyway, <laughs> we're in the building but the church is not the building, it's the people. And so, uh, and also church is not just for older people, it's also for the younger generation. And that the church is really not for the good people, it's actually for the bad people. So if you're wondering why that person is here in church today, now you know. <laughs> okay, but we all need Jesus. It's not just people who uh, are far away from Christ, but even those who think they are close to Him. Now we are, I want to go straight to the word today uh, to make sure that we'll end on time. But we are now in the last installment of our series and we're talking about the Holy Spirit. We set aside six weeks talking about the Holy Spirit because uh, we want to understand the person and the works of the Holy Spirit. I shared uh, at the beginning of this series that I grew up knowing and uh, not knowing, but hearing about the Holy Spirit. I was taught to pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So I grew up reciting it without me really understanding what I'm saying. Then when I became a Christian, I understood the importance, the person, and the necessity of the Holy Spirit that I cannot live as a Christian without the Holy Spirit. That it will be empty religion without the Holy Spirit. So, uh, today we are at the last installment and we're trusting that this series really is helping you in terms of your walk with God. Yesterday, we had a shooting, a video shoot uh, for one of our trainings here in church. And one thing I, you know, I realized, kasi tinatry namin mag-vlog, you know, mag-shooting, ang hirap talaga pag nakaharap kayo sa camera, no? Ilan no sa inyo dito nagbabago kayo pag may screen kayong kaharap? Di ba, minsan pag kahit jolly person ka, pero pag may camera na, nagiging seryoso ka. Parang, 
nag-iiba rin yung pagsasalita mo, hindi ka mas natural, parang mas canned. And yesterday, we struggled. <laughs> the first few minutes, trying to make ourselves uh, really comfortable in front of the camera. It's not really easy. But, you know, we're doing this not because we need a sideline. Hindi dahil malalaki na yung mga anak namin, kailangan namin ng ekstrang kita. But because we want to be effective as a church, we need to evolve as a church. Uh, we cannot just keep doing the things that we're doing just because it worked in the past. It doesn't mean that we can just keep doing it and hope that it will continue to be effective in reaching to the people that God is calling us to reach. And we all know our behavior today. Marami tayos na oras inuubuso natin sa harap ng screen, whether that's Facebook, whether that's Instagram, that's where people are today. And if we are going to be the light and salt of this world, we need to be where the people are. And so we're trying to learn, although it's not easy, although it's not convenient for us, we're trying to do it, again, because we don't want to become irrelevant as a church. Because God called us to be part of His mission. You know, there's a book that uh, we are assigned to read today by Pastor Dennis, our boss. And the title of this book is Beyond Charity by John Perkins. And uh, I like to quote a portion of this book uh, talking about what's happening to some churches today. He said, we have turned the church into an institution that serves us instead of God. In fact, the church that we are most committed to is the church that will meet most of our personal and family needs. This is known as consumer Christianity, wherein uh, many Christians are becoming experienced seekers rather than effective ministers of the gospel. We're jumping from one church to another depending on what church is meeting our needs better. Uh, San mas maganda yung music? San mas maganda yung preaching? San mas maganda yung kids' church? And there's nothing wrong with that. We want to be better in serving people. But that should not be the main consideration why we stay in church. We stay in church because God placed us in this church. And there is a a role, a a function that God is expecting us to, to play. I like this quote from Henry Martin. He's a missionary to India. He said, The Spirit of Christ is the spirit of missions. The nearer we get to Him, the more intensely missionary we become. You know, one way we can know we are going deeper in our walk with God is when we find ourselves becoming active in bringing people to Jesus. Because the nearer we get to Him, the more we catch His heart for people. And there's no way we can continue to ignore the people around us, the people that we're intimidated with or irritated with. Even if we don't like people, we cannot ignore them the, the, the closer we get to Jesus. Because Jesus loves people. And the reason Jesus came and died on the cross, the Bible says, for God so loved the world. So the more we become close to Him, the more we catch His heart for people. And uh, our God is a missional God. That's one thing that we can know about Him. And He wants the church to be on mission. And that's what we want to talk about today. Uh, us, the church, not just enjoying our relationship with God, but us as a church on mission with God. So if you have your Bible with you, uh, we're going to read from Acts chapter 1, beginning in verse 8. There's just one verse for all of us today. 
Uh, it says, but you will receive power. Everyone say power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Let's just pray right now. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that your word is active, it's alive, it's powerful. One verse can change us from the inside out. So Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you have a word for us today. Uh, for the people who are here for the first time and for the people who have been in church for many years. Lord, we thank you that you're going to just reinforce uh, a, a, a conviction, Lord. You will enlighten us and open, Lord God, just a revelation uh, once again in order for us to understand, Lord, and be on fire again with the calling we receive from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, I'm not going to spend... Uh, minutes, a uh, long time explaining the context, the verses before the scripture because in the first few weeks we already talked about the context of this verse where Jesus rose from the dead and for 40 days he appeared to his disciples to prove them that he's really alive and in that 40 days he talked about the kingdom, not just about salvation but what God wants to do here on earth and then uh, he asked them a question concerning their uh, the, a question that is connected to their top concern during that time. It's connected to their political concern, uh, economic concern, uh, concern about their ethnicity. And we can all relate to that today because we are all in church today with our different concerns. How many of you here, you have a concern today? Uh, maybe for some of us, we are very concerned about politics in our nation. Or maybe we are concerned about our finances as a family or concerned about the business or relationship. When they asked their question to Jesus, this is the answer that he gave them. Their concern was valid, but there is something bigger than just the need at hand. And sometimes there's a tendency for us to be so caught up with the concern of the moment that we miss out on what is bigger and what's more important in our lives. And here's what Jesus told them, but you will receive power. And I want to highlight three words uh, for us today. Three words I want to highlight uh, in order for us to get the message of Jesus. First one is the word you. He said, but you, okay? Can you please turn to the person sitting next to you, tell that person you. Because Jesus was talking not just to uh, the early disciples, this message is for you and me today. Maybe you're wondering, uh, sino ba tong mga tao na kausap ni Jesus? Ano bang profile ng mga tao na to? You know, the, uh, the people that is talking to, according to the critics, there's a verse in the Bible when they were describing the disciples of Jesus, they said they are ordinary people who are unschooled, meaning they don't have formal training in scriptures. Just like 99% of us here today. They are unimpressive and they have imperfect lives. If you read about the story of Peter, if you learn about the story of James, these people have issues. They are imperfect and they are not trained in the scripture, just like you and me today. He was talking to them. And 
is giving us this message. So the same way with us, if you are sitting there, imagine Jesus talking to you. You, who have imperfect life. You have issue. You. And then uh, he, he talked about this, this verse. You know, I remember Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, one time when Jesus was uh, talking to a crowd in a gathering like this. The Bible says in Matthew 9, verse 36, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. It was a mixed group of people. There are rich and poor, young and old, educated, uneducated, yet God felt the same way. He felt compassion. For him, they are just the same. They have the same issues. They have the same problem. They have the same spiritual condition. That's why Jesus felt the same way. You know, many people are, were stunned and left asking why when two famous people died, actually committed suicide this month. Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade. And a lot of people are following them. Many articles were written about them, but there's this one article from Time Magazine entitled, Anthony Bourdain, Kate Spade, and the Dangers of Envying Perfect Lives. And I, I, I find this article insightful. There's an excerpt I want to read. He said, Bourdain's suicide, which followed shortly after that of fashion designer Kate Spade, was a one-two punch to our belief that there are some people who are living the perfect life, that each of them chose to end an existence that to outsiders seems so idyllic and inviolable is a mystery to people, especially since these were not teenagers or lost 20-somethings, but two people who might reasonably be expected to have reached some sort of self-knowledge. Uh, some people are dreaming of their job and their life. I mean, for many women, they are saying, if I only have her business. Can you imagine ang business mo? Bags, shoes, clothing. You have family, you have successful career, you have uh, a global brand. You have, this, you have everything that many people are dreaming of, yet why? And then Anthony Bourdain, a lot of people are dreaming to have his job of traveling around the world, tasting different foods and receiving all these awards and wealth. And they both took their life. So now, I like the last portion of the article because he said, of course, there's a lot of details that we don't know about them. But what can we learn about, about stories like this? And first one at the tail end of that article, he said, First one is that it's wrong to envy other people. Especially people who have seemingly perfect lives on Instagram. We can't envy other people because we, God has given us our own life and we have to be grateful about it. You know, one of the things I'm trying to teach my daughter right now, eight years old, is to always find something to be grateful about. Every day. You have to appreciate the life that you have rather than dreaming every day of living someone else's life. And another thing he said is, lesson we can learn is that we need to have more compassion. Because sometimes when we look at other people, especially the rich, we think that they don't need anything. 
There's no reason for me to show compassion, but if we can just look beyond the looks and the clothes and the cars and the house and see inside, we will see a person who is in need of Christ. That's why Jesus, when he looked at the crowds, he said he felt compassion on them. Because all of us have the same need. All of us have the same spiritual condition. And Jesus said, apart from me, you have nothing. Imperfect people, you, he said. And then he, he, he said, and you will receive power. Receive power. How many of you here, you want to have power? Ilan sa inyo dito pag traffic sa EDSA, gusto niyo makalipad? You want extraordinary power, but here's the good news. The Bible says, if you have the Holy Spirit, you have power. You know, the Christian life is not easy. It's not easy to be a Christian. How many of you can agree? I've been a Christian for many years, and I tell you, it's not always easy to be a Christian. It's, I love being a Christian, but it's not always easy to be a Christian. It's not always easy to wait for the answer to your prayer. I know some people who are praying for an answered prayer for 10 years already. I tell you, it's not easy. It's not always easy to say no to temptation. It's not always easy to stand for what is right. It's not always easy to do what is good even when people are not appreciating you. It's not always easy. But the Christian life is not just hard. It's actually impossible to live without the help of God. Without divine empowerment, there is no way we can measure up to the life that God is calling us to live. We need power. And the good news is, with the Holy Spirit, we have power. That's why we can do what God is calling us to do. We can forgive. We can be generous. We can reach out to people. We can be selfless because God has given us the power. Power is the divine ability. That's what it means when we say word, the word power. It's divine ability. Um, yung isa hong sobrang ini-enjoy na time namin ngayon nung son ko na three years old, you know, we enjoy so much swimming. That's what we do today. As much as we can, we would uh, do our best to, to swim. I have a picture of my three-year-old son. Uh, his name is Jackson. And nakakatuwa, no? Kasi ayaw niya sa kiddie pool. Ayaw niya sa mga ganito lang kabababaw na water. Gusto niya sa five feet. Six feet. And yung gusto niyang gawin, yung tatakbo siya, walang floater, tat, magtatalon siya sa tubig, tapos lulubog siya. Hanggang gaganon siya. Kasi naubusan siya ng hininga. And he, he would do that repeatedly. I enjoy moments like that. But sometimes, you know, pagpagod na ka, I would put this floater, and then I will just let him float in the water habang nagpapahinga ako. Diyan ka muna, anak. And this floater don't only make sure that he will not drown, it enables him to move around. He can actually go from one place to another because of this floater, but in reality, on his own, he can't do that. Hindi siya marunong maglangoy, kahit langoy aso. Palubog siya. But with the floater, not only that is 
He don't end up getting drowned. He's able to move. What I'm saying is that God did not only save us. He did not only give us salvation. He gave us the power so we can join Him in His mission. That's why as Christians, we are not supposed to just make sure we are safe and wait for heaven. We're supposed to be moving today. We should be part of His movement. And He has given us power to do that. Uh, that's the experience of the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. Uh, he said, But He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. We all have our own weakness. Okay, ilan sa dito may katabi kayo, feeling nyo puno ng weakness. Ilan sa inyo dito, ang weakness nyo, food. Yung ibang umiti na lang. You know, in the world, we try our best to hide our weakness. We don't want people to know our weakness. We make extra effort to show to the world that we're okay. That everything is okay. What I like about Christianity is that in Christ, it's okay not to be okay. That in Christ, we don't have to be ashamed of our weakness. We can actually boast about our weakness. I can say that I'm not good in this area. I struggle with patience. You know why? Because my weakness is an avenue for me to experience Christ's power. Our weakness should not hinder us from bringing people to Christ. Because our weakness is our venue to experience God's power. That's why Paul said, I boast gladly about my weakness. Because in my weakness, that's where I experience God's power. Anong weakness mo? Maybe some of us, maybe we're saying, hindi ako relational na tao eh. Or maybe hindi ako magaling magsalita eh. But, you know, there's a verse in the Bible, before I forget, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4 to 5, uh, Paul testified to that. That's also his experience. He said, in my message and my preaching, we're not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power. Paul said, I'm not a gifted speaker. I was not a born communicator. So every time I speak, it's not a showcase of my great ability to speak. Every time I speak, it's a showcase of God's ability to empower people like me. That even though I'm not good, God can use me to speak this message in such a way that people can come to know Jesus. The Bible says, but when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will receive power. You know, I have this uh, colleague, okay? Kasi meron akong ka-work before sa U-Belt. Ang pangalan po niya sa Savior, I have a picture of him. We were able to work together for 10 years. He used to be part of my staff of campus missionaries. And when I was there, this was one of the teaching moments I had with God uh, my, my leadership development with God. Um, when, when we were working together, I know he was called to be a campus missionary, but in my mind, he's not cut out to be a campus director. If you're a campus director, uh, 
if you are in one local church, you know, we, have, we are in 18 locations right now. We have one in Alabang. We have at the fort. If you're the campus director in one area, you're in charge and given the assignment to oversee our campus ministry work in the area. All the campuses. So in, I have this uh, picture of a campus director that if you're going to be a campus director, you have to be like this and like this and like this. So every time we're going to pray for a new campus director, I don't pray for him. Yeah, this was a long time ago. Nag-repent na po ako. Kinorect na ako ni Lord. I learned my lesson. Because in my mind, during that time, I was just trying to help people find their sweet spot. I'm just trying to put people where I feel like they are gifted by God to serve. Not realizing that in the, I'm already boxing people, actually. Until there was a time when circumstances, situation happened that this is the only choice we have. <laughs> and we need to give him an opportunity. Fast forward, to my surprise, he became a very successful campus director. He's actually assigned in Santa Rosa today. And not only that, our ministry work grew in that area, it multiplied in three locations. <laughs> and now... Not only that is in charge of Santa Rosa, he's actually going around our different Aten locations, training our different campus directors how to be effective campus missionaries. What I learned about doing the work of God is that it's not about our ability, but it's our willingness to respond to God's ability that, that matters. It's not about us. It's about the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not how good you are, but how willing you are to be used by God. How many of you here, you're willing to be used by God? I have an encouragement for you today. What is your weakness? The Bible says, my grace is sufficient for you. And my power is made perfect for your weakness. Last thing I want to to talk about as we end is uh, the word witness. He said you. He's talking to you. Whether you are in church for just a month, whether you're, you have the title of a victory group leader or not, God is calling you. God is talking to you. And God is telling you, you have power to witness. A witness in English is somebody who testify. Di ba pag nanonood tayo ng mga courtroom drama? There, may mga nagtatestimony, mga nakakita ng krimen. We had the opportunity to go to Taiwan uh, last month. Last month ba this month? It was 10 years in the making. Sina Pastor Larry, they'd been talking, sabi nila, sampung taon na tayo magkakatrabaho, nagplaplant ng church. Sana magkaroon tayong chance na mag-out of the country together with our wives. After 10 years nangyari siya, no? First time for me to go to Taiwan. I'd been to China, I'd been to Hong Kong, but... Personal bias lang, ano? When I went to, to Taiwan, I enjoyed it so much, even though I stayed there for three days only. When I came back, people are asking me, how's, how's Taiwan? And I told them about my experience. What I saw, the food I ate. Grabe mga street food doon. 70 pesos, 50 pesos, pero ang sarap. So I was, uh, I was convincing them, try it, try it. Magabang ka ng piece of air. Go. Kung kailangan nakatayo ka lang sa Cebu Pak, okay lang. Go. Kasi sobrang, you know what I realize? We speak boldly 
of the things we believe deeply. If you're so convinced about something, you talk about it. You can help yourself. That's why if you're a Christian, and if Jesus is everything to you, if Jesus is the love of your life, no one will be able to stop you from talking about Him. I mean, he's a, I'm a witness of this. But you know, in the Bible, the word witness, in the original Greek word, it's not just about somebody who uh, testifies about what he saw, but in the Bible, uh, the word witness is someone who carries a message on behalf of another. Somebody who's willing to die for the message. I'm not willing to die for the message of Taiwan. The witness we're talking about here is somebody who's carrying a message from someone that is willing to die for it. That's what happened to the disciples. If you study church history, you will learn that the disciples of Jesus, many of them suffered violent death for the refusal of stopping to preach the gospel to people. Peter was crucified upside down. John was given a hot oil treatment. Boiling water with oil. <laughs> Pero sinabi niya, hot oil treatment mo na ako buong buhay, hindi ako mag-stop mag-preach. They're willing to die for the message. Witness. Are you a witness for Christ? Are you bold in speaking about Jesus? If we really have this relationship, if you really experience Christ, I mean, how can I not talk about Christ? The God who saved me, the God who took me out from the mud, from the dark, the, the God who helped me get out of my insecurity, of my addiction, of my hopelessness. How can I stop talking about Jesus? The God who died for me. I can't. I can't stop talking. If you really experience Jesus, you will talk about Him with boldness. Greater than the boldness you have talking about your business, or your hobby, or your travels, or your family. Witness for Christ. You know, I'm reading this book right now uh, by Pastor Rice Brooks. The title of this book is The Human Right. And I like this book so much because there are so many people today who are passionate about different areas of justice, of injustice, actually. Gender, race, uh, classes of people, the border issue in the U.S. A lot of people are so passionate about different areas of injustice today. They are pushing their agenda in Facebook. A lot of people are, 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 are becoming ambassador of these things. But the question is, what can really end injustice? What is the solution? What can be done to really stop the injustice that we see? And... If you think about it, the ultimate solution is not a change in policy. The ultimate solution is not change in leadership. The ultimate solution is not change in our economy. The ultimate solution is change in the hearts of people. Because even if we change the, the environment and the external, if the hearts of people committing injustice is not going to change, it's just going to be cyclical. It's just going to repeat again and again. And the only person who has the cure is Jesus. 
And the only, the ultimate solution for all the injustice we see is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The good news that Jesus came, died on the cross, so that you and I, not only to be forgiven of our sins, but to be set free from the power of sin. Only the gospel has the power to solve injustice and to deal with it at its core. That's the message that you and I have. More than anything we can do for this world, the greatest thing we can do is bring the gospel to people. If you have the cure for a terminal disease, if you have the cure for a disease that's killing people, would you keep it to yourself? You know, I like what Pastor I said, the ultimate human right is for people to hear the gospel. If we believe that this is the way, the truth, and the life, in retrospect, the ultimate injustice we can do is not share the gospel to the people around us. Can you imagine? Parang may gamot ako para sa tao nakakilala ko who's dying. And I have the cure, but I did not share it. I kept it to myself. That's injustice. That's why he said the ultimate human right is the right of every person to hear the gospel. We have a message that can change not only the temporary situation of people, but their eternal destiny. That's the message we proclaim. You know, as, I, as we end, I'd like to read Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. And this is Paul exhorting the believers. He said, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. You know, there are three things that hinders Christians. Not o- these are not the only things that hinder us, but the top three, in my opinion, that hinders Christians from preaching the gospel to others. One is fear. What people will say to them. Paano pag na-reject ako? Paano pag naubusan ako ng sasabihin? Paano if I fail? Fear. Second is shame. What if they know about my past? What if they know about my struggle? But we learned earlier that our struggle is actually a platform for us to testify about the power of Christ, to use imperfect people like you and me. And third is the unwillingness to suffer. People are avoiding inconvenience. People today are doing everything they can to avoid pain. Ayoko mahasel. Selfishness is hindering the gospel from moving forward. But I like what Paul said. We did not receive a spirit of fear. We're not supposed to be paralyzed by fear, people's opinion. We are not supposed to be, you know, held hostage by fear. He said, but we receive power. Love. God loves you. Regardless of your past, God is so in love with you. And that's all that matters. And we're given the power to control, deny ourselves, die to ourselves every day so that we can sacrifice so that more people can know Jesus. Amen? You just heard a message from Victory. 
For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit our website at victory.org.ph or like our page on Facebook at facebook.com victoryph.